Hey guys, welcome to episode 204, Boys of Summer, continuing with the wonderful Mark McConville. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I am, of course, still here in Atlanta. And uh, just a couple of shout-outs. I wanted to thank Ken and Andrea for your emails, Holly for your very generous donation. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, And I guess that's it, guys. Uh, I'm just a little scattered because I am... Listen, I've been doing a lot of really exciting sheriff stuff. Uh, There's a new sheriff in town, and she's on the IFC show Stand Against Evil. Um, As you know, that is what I'm up to right now, and uh, I'm so excited about it, but it's definitely sort of consuming my world. Um, So I hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Now entering Nerdist.com. Of the podcast has begun. I love it. Yeah, it's happened. And are you enjoying my couch? Please don't get anything on my couch. Oh, I just have water. Can mm-hmm. I get water on your couch? Mm-hmm. I won't. All right. It might mar the weft of the velvet. Is that a thing? Yep. A weft? Weft. Is that right? Or is it I don't weft? know. It could. <laughs> Terrible. It does have a real sort of like feel sheen to yeah. it. Yeah. Listen, I yeah. this uh, the reason I got to talk about this is because of course the only important topic on the podcast is my couch, <laughs> and uh, my couch has been replaced by a new couch. And this is it. Am I this the, like the it. first? You're the first non me to sit on this this couch. It was delivered yesterday. All right, it's good. I like it. Well, this is the real test, though. Yeah, the lean back. And I it's, mean, I think it's for me. It's good because it's good. To put your feet. You can still sort of either put your feet up on here, or I can tuck in and actually kind of get my whole body on the couch. You're tall. Yeah, I'm. I'm tall too. We. I have a couch in my house that's just too short for me to lay down. Oh yeah, you definitely so, would like, be able to lay down. on My this. neck will be up test. a little. You know. Yeah. I don't You're, mind. The way you did I know it made it to... look very almost like a '40s pinup girl. The way you <laughs> hello, <laughs> which wouldn't be too big of a deal. Oh, That's did really I leave nice. the door open? Hmm. <laughs> oh, this my boa. Oh. Nothing. No, I figured out how to lay on it. Uh, how? What's you have like a special secret? Yeah, you gotta like you don't want your feet up. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. want to bend your neck a little bit with okay. a little pillow help. All right. Some people think that it's healthier for you to have your feet elevated above your heart. Particularly if you those been, people maybe you've been bit by a snake on your toe i'm not sure no no opposite you don't want the blood no. to flow to your heart if you have a poisonous bite what do you want <laughs> you want a, someone a, to a suck paramedic the <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i don't know what size couch is appropriate for a snake bite victim probably just a regular <laughs> well no couch, couch is appropriate the couch in an ambulance <laughs> that's right I don't. Yeah. I've never been in an oh, ambulance. Oh, the divan, the divan, and the ambulance. <laughs> Very fancy. Um, that would be a fancy ambulance. Yeah, if you could fit a, a fancy ambulance. A fan. I should go. A fanbulance. I'm no, gonna you, I'm going to let Worse. you do the rest of the podcast. No, yourself. thank you. I'm going to. Oh, nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. Uh, but anyway, point being, I hope you enjoy the couch. I have a dog that sheds a lot. She's of a light color. Worst mistake of my life ordering that couch. I thought you were going to say worst it. mistake of my life getting the dog. Well, that's a, that's a close <laughs> second. <laughs> that's a close second. Listen, you, we can say this about our animals and children. They don't because, speak but English. No one else. Well, uh, oh. <laughs> you haven't met 
my dog speaks english no she doesn't <laughs> those two things were unconnected all right god i roll a case of the giggles mark um there's nothing wrong with that no i'm i don't think there is either why do you think there's something wrong with it no Ugh, what did I want to bring up? Uh, there was a specific thing that that well, was. We just were talking me. about this couch. Are oh, you I was done with couch? Oh, I you've ever been bitten by a snake. Have I ever been bitten? You by probably a... would have. You would have launched that. Not story a poisonous right snake. Away. I think I've been bitten snake, by though? a snake. Yeah. Yes. Was it a snake that you didn't know whether it was poisonous or not as it was biting you? No, I got bit by a snake at my friend Brian's house. Oh, Brian. He had a. He caught a wild snake oh. and put it in an aquarium. Nevertheless, it still had, was wild. And I think. I think that snake got me just from being... I don't remember if you got bit by a snake. Well... You're a badass. I mean, it was not a huge snake. It yeah. was like a foot long. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a garter snake. Like a, like a Subway sandwich snake. <laughs> <laughs> I could never eat the whole thing in one sitting. Uh, no, but it was... It it would sort of like crawl on you if you put... You could hold it, but I think it... I think it just got me once. Mm. That seems right. And it, I remember being like, that snake bit me. And then I was yeah. like, that was not a big deal. Oh, uh, okay. So it was more it like if someone's hamster bites you or if someone's parrot bites you. Yes. I'm acting like those things have happened to me. I don't think that I've been bit that many times. I would times think a parrot bite pets, might hurt more. Probably would. I think a parrot would really get you. And they mean it. They seem like they're out for revenge, kind of. Do you know they're going to be here longer than, uh, than us? Do you that know about this? they're going to outlive us? Parrots live a long time. They live a really long time. Uh, uh, at least one episode, birds were discussed. Kathleen Rose Perkins, who is a wonderful person mm-hmm. from the show episodes, uh, she mm, has, she has uh, parrots. Okay. And you know what I'm remembering? I just, first of all, that is true. She's a bird person yeah. who discussed birds at length okay. on that episode. But I, I just, I just transferred my memory of either a Radio Lab or a This American Life episode I listened to mm-hmm. and went ahead and made it my own podcast. <laughs> Easy to do. I was going to say, and one of my guests inherited a parrot into her family from her mother because the, her mother passed away and the parrot a, was part of the will. That's that a, this American definitely life. Definitely not someone I know personally. No, but I, I was looking into parrots because <laughs> I thought like, I don't, but I don't have any pets. Parrot guy with a parrot on your shoulder. I, I wasn't, I mean, I spent about five minutes going, <laughs> would I like to have a bird? Uh, Maybe a bird would be fun. Yeah. And I was like, parrots seem cool. Yeah. And then the very first thing I think I learned was like, they can live a hundred or more years. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't need that. What's yeah. going to happen when I'm gone? <laughs> that parrot, first of all, is going to try to off you because it's going to inherit all of your stuff if you die first. Yeah. It's like an evil spouse <clears throat> that uh, is only in it for the money. Nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. Nobody needs a lot of things. I find I'm saying that a lot. Nobody needs that. Well, I think that what you're doing is you're trimming down. You're sparing. You're being more spare uh, and uh, industrious in your life. Mm-hmm. You're getting rid of that. You're cutting the fat. You're oh. eliminating the slack. You're what's that? There was a thing that everyone. There was a book people were reading. It's the Marie Kondo book. Oh, is it? Yeah. The sort of get rid of everything book. It's I I started and stopped it a few times. Mm-hmm. But I was any of those times that you stopped it to go look into parrots. But all of the times. <laughs> Uh, I read that. I started reading it because I could use a little bit of that. Okay. I just, I'm not good with clutter, but I look through my closet. I This is really where it comes from is, I don't know. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, a friend of mine in college used to do this thing where he wore black t-shirts and mm-hmm. jeans mm-hmm. and boots. And that's all. I think he had a suit 
because of his work, he needed occasionally to go to a fancy meeting. Yeah. And then uh, he had winter clothes, but it was always like a hoodie mm-hmm. that he could just wear. But it was just a uniform. It was uniform, yeah. And I, I thought it was kind of weird back then. Yeah. But now I start to go like, that'd be nice. Like, yeah. I kind of do it anyway already, but you I think? have not... I feel you're so naturally dressed whenever I see you and not in a like, oh, his thing that he always wears kind of way. Right. Well, I do try to change it up, but you we see each other on on dressy That's true. occasions. I usually see you for on the, every That's day true. it's like pocket t-shirt and a nice comfortable pair of pants is all I ever want to wear. Yeah. That's not untrue for me. Right. I, I mean, think it that I don't that is not my uniform, but my uniform is more like it's even slovier than that. It's like, oh, this T-shirt shapeless dress is a cute fabric, so mm-hmm. I can sort of look like I put myself together, even though I'm wearing pajamas, essentially. Right, but I don't know why it is that I'll open a drawer and go, "Not this one. No, I can't. <laughs> one. No, th- why is this still here? Right. I'm not going to wear that ever. Right. But I'll, I won't take it out of the drawer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a little bit of like, boy, if I just picked and went here, these, yeah. these are. It doesn't matter. I can grab something with my eyes closed and yeah, still yeah. be good. Uh, That's yeah, what started you don't, me. You don't into strike reading. me as a person who would be. I mean, I don't know who you would line up. If you lined up our mutual friends, I don't know that from a lineup I could say slob, clutter, <laughs> too too spare, you know, too yeah. minimalist, just right. I don't know that you can tell by looking. But that said, I would never look at you and think, oh, he seems like he probably mm. has too much clutter in his life. Well, For I one think thing, it started you with shave sh- your head. That's true. Well, if I don't do that, then there's problems. Hmm. But uh, I've seen pictures of you with long hair from high school now. Oh, man. I don't even know where to start with those pictures. Janet, it's another... It's like a lifetime away. It mm-hmm. truly is. Do you look at that and go, that looks like a relative of mine? Or do you totally bounce back and connect with exactly that kid? No, I know who that is. <laughs> you know? I, like, There's no like, oh, remember him? <laughs> I am still that you, guy. I'm trying like, to give you some sort of weird mental thing where you you separated at some point in your life and lost touch with that person, and now you're psychotic. But I guess though, in a way, you grow up, right? Like mm-hmm. in the simplest terms, uh-huh. like that kid is no longer around. Yeah, and the world is probably better for it, <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. But like, yeah, I had long hair. It was shoulder lengthish. Well, we had many battles in our house about how my hair could be. And where were these battles taking place geographically? I grew up in Hudson, Wisconsin, okay, which is really hard for people to understand, which I don't get. It's on the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin okay, on the Wisconsin side. But when you look out my parents' bedroom window, you can see the rolling green hills of Minnesota. And and people can't accept that. Well, they just like, they immediately go like, Oh, big Brewers fan. And Milwaukee is like six hours from where (laughs) I grew up. They just like people have their thing of Wisconsin and go, this is what Wisconsin is. And it's, yeah, it's a big place. It'd be like me saying to you, like, why don't we go to Oakland this afternoon? And (laughs) you would know that was crazy. We could get on a, I guess we could fly Southwest. Everybody easy. Does it? You'd fly from Minneapolis to Milwaukee, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet from, I mean, for, for that's now to just really get into the logistics of it. We're 20 minutes away from the Riverbank airport. We could get on a very quick puddle jumper flight. It would take an hour and we would be in Oakland because it lands in Oakland. So that's maybe less fair than saying like, let's, let's fly to Carmel. Like a, a thing that takes more. Yeah. Cause I bet to the, even just to the airport from your house was not 20 minutes. It must've been 30. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's that right. now that you're saying it, it's like, well, 
<laughs> Minneapolis St. Paul Airport is about 30 minutes from where I grew up. And flights are leaving constantly. Yeah, so, yeah. You're the crazy one. Never mind. I guess everyone's right. Uh, I had never been to Wisconsin. I finally went um, this last year. Uh, someone invited me to do a con. And all due respect to the con, which was actually very fun and mm-hmm. strange. But I was told it was in Madison. And I'd heard such great things about Madison, Wisconsin. I can tell you lots of great things right? about Madison. So I yeah. got real excited. So I flew into Madison-ish, mm-hmm. whatever, wherever, however far away that airport is. It's a is. weird airport. And so it wasn't even really that close to Madison. It's Dane County Municipal yeah. Airport or something it, like I, that. Honestly, I think it was. Yeah. And then got into a van and then was taken like three hours away from Madison to the water park resort capital mm-hmm. you were in the poor man's branson wisconsin yes. dells yeah i was in wisconsin dells yes so i can't say that i can tell you you were not where in madison. I, yeah i don't i mean i know and, exactly and where you were. and certainly i can't say like i get wisconsin now i've seen it all i've you seen have a n- lot of indoor water parks you have not seen wisconsin i think wisconsin yeah. dells is very it's it's very special it has its own that was that was the jam growing up. Oh, I bet. Like, oh, you're going to go down to Noah's Ark, the world's largest water park. Yeah. And why someone built that in Wisconsin is beyond me because you can only go from about mid-May till well, yeah. Labor Day. But then the ones that are indoors. That that started... Re- it was snowing hard when I was there. People were yeah. taking full advantage. There were kids running around in bathing suits yeah. through the hotel like willy-nilly. When I went to college, that was like a huge... Great Wolf Lodge right off the freeway. It was mm-hmm. like the big indoor. And I remember being like, "That? why would you want that? Uh-huh. And then realizing like, oh, because all you can do is shovel snow yeah. and and then do other things with snow and uh-huh. ice. And that's all. <laughs> yeah. And people miss swimming, so they want to go swimming. I was yeah. never a huge swimming guy, so it was never a thing where I went, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because it is sort of the two extremes, right? It's not like, and I don't, Offhand, I can't give you examples of the in between, mm-hmm. but the but going from it's snowing hard and it's zero degrees outside into it's a hot, wet water park <laughs> where you're wearing your trunks and it smells like and chlorine. It smells like chlorine. That's sort of like it, no, it is the dead of summer in here. But there isn't really. It, I feel like there should, should. I don't know what that in between would be. But do you know what I'm saying? The sort of idea of like, like the autumn we go water for, park. We go, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what am I thinking? That it's like a stroll through some <laughs> fall leaves in a water park inside a park that's not a water park. Yeah, there's just like an. It just feels like too. It feels like a real sort of like fuck you winter. So are you saying there's like real winter? It's mid January. Yeah, the temperature's below zero. Yeah, and then this facility has sort of like a, 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 an indoor autumn where you can <laughs> yes. like rake some leaves and have some autumn. hot cider. Oh man, it's the greatest. I mean, you don't have to go all the way to the extreme, which is you're almost naked. Right. It could be a nice in between where you just need a denim jacket. Yeah. Because who needs to go from dead cold to spring I break? I find that overwhelming. Yeah. I found it overwhelming. I would too. And I and and this is not a, this podcast is not about me. It secretly is for sure all about me all the time. But uh, so you're so you're fighting with your parents about your shoulder length long hair, oh, which yeah. may or may not have grown past your shoulders, depending on where this fight is going. Well, I think too, like uh, I had, a, I definitely had a mullet. Like, there's no getting around it because I think my mom sort of had this thing of like, 
If you if you could grow if you grow it in the back, like I don't want it in your face. I'll just look at you always from the front. You have to and, back out of a room. And so I think I her guess. yeah, and I think her solution was like, well, if you have it in a ponytail, at least it's not long in the front. Mm-hmm. Like she was trying to keep me respectable. I mean, that's the the definition of a mullet, right? Is the sort of business in the front, party in the back. The old Kentucky reasons. waterfall. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, but I didn't. I think I had it, and then I would be like. Oh, these short, the mm. front part is short. I'm mad about it. Was it worth the compromise? You might have thought. It was bad news. Yeah. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have two younger brothers. Okay. Yeah. So you're the eldest, if That's my right. math checks out. By five years. Okay. They're five and seven years younger than me. Okay. Did you, what, did you have a relationship with them that was uh, positive? Was it acrimonious? When you were, um, I'm saying like in high school when they were still, because then you were like, dudes, I'm grown up now. Stop bugging me. It's weird because uh, my mother showed my wife, who was, we were not married at the time, but like, I think the first time we went back to my folks' of house, course, she, has, she whips out the photos, out the photos yeah. and it's, I didn't know this, but now I do because I've seen it. She's flipping the pages and going like, here's Mark at Mount Vernon when we went to Washington, D.C. And like, here's Christmas time. And like, I'm happy and I'm smiling. And then the page where my brother comes home, <laughs> I think it was like that. That's when Colin was born and he just was never the same. <laughs> There's a real like parties over vibe to me at like five and six and seven of yeah. just like what I had it. Happened? I had it so good. Yeah. And then this guy shows up. Yeah. Um, those two, I think, were closer just by virtue of being two years apart. Yeah. And yeah, it really was like there's almost like. You know how Generation X ends and Generation Y starts, and yeah. then that next generation, there's like a blurrier uh-huh. thing. I think my brothers definitely fall out of where I am. That's interesting. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They were you into... were sort of on the tail end, because I feel like I was too, sort of on the tail end of certain trends and stuff. Like I can discuss the 80s not as a teenager, but having been a kid who was old enough to desperately want to be a teenager. Right. So I sort of have the same memories yeah. as someone six, seven, eight years older than me. Does yes. that make sense? But then anybody younger than me has no point. Like they don't really remember the same stuff I do. Yeah, like I think about Saved by the Bell. For instance, like my brothers watched it, yeah, legitimately, yeah. There was another one. Oh, Pete and Pete was another one. Oh where, yeah, like, I totally missed Pete. They Pete. watched Pete and Pete yep. and loved it. There was yeah. a few of those like mm-hmm. live action Nickelodeon shows mm-hmm. and and like shows geared at kids. Yeah, but I was too old. Like I'd watch it and go like, this isn't funny or like. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was good. I just was like, this is for them. It. Yeah, this is yeah. not for me. Yeah, I go upstairs and listen to Ozzy Osbourne and read Dragonlance novels. What? Yeah, I was reading fantasy books and... That's wonderful. Dorking it out. Which one is uh, Dragonlance, sir? Dragonlance is... Okay. If memory serves, is just a a bunch of books. It's like a huge series of books. But it's not... So it's not one author. It's like different authors contributing to the same... Well, Margaret Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman are the original authors. And I guess like they Is that two women? Does Tracy... I think Tracy is a man. Oh, okay. That's funny that I knew to ask. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) They were doing the reverse of what women authors in like the 16th (laughs) century did. They felt they had to pretend to be women. Two men masquerading as women. (laughs) 
writing fantasy, which at the time probably only young men were reading anyway. But they played, I guess, like a friend of mine turned me on to them and he was saying they played role-playing games to develop these storylines. Oh, wow. That's so improv of them. Yeah. Of. They're, it, and I don't know if it's true, but it's certainly like my memory of them is like, oh, yeah, they totally played this out and something went wrong uh-huh. and they wrote it into the story, oh, really? right? Like it does have a sort of cool narrative element to it if something happens in a role play that like you just would never imagine it yourself, right? Yeah. So I don't know how they... Again, it's like I don't know if this is true or not. I just uh, heard I it about that it's those a books. Legend, though. But right, but there was it's like more fun not to know. It was almost like the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, right? You have your Crusader and your Barbarian. It. Did oh, you, you play D anD D also? Uh, late in high school, I did not enough. I did. <laughs> I, I did play. Regrets. In my juniors, yeah, a little bit. Sophomore, <laughs> junior year in the summers, we would get together and play way too late. I've night. never played it, and I've you know I'm I have a very fond, wonderful relationship with ge- the Geek and Sundry folk, and yeah. they are very that sort of that realm is like hipster nerds uh, and nerds who I'm would sure I'm sure would say they are not hipsters, but and um, definitely non hipster nerds, <laughs> definitely non hipster nerds, just straight up nerds. Uh, but I guess the people on television, the television shows playing these games, would be considered more kind of hipsters or celebrities yeah. or whatever. Um, and I have gone and played a couple of different games. And yeah. anytime someone assumes like, oh, well, you know, like how in D&D when da, da, da. And I just say, I no, no, I was right? never offered. <laughs> I was never offered that opportunity. It wasn't yeah. even like it wasn't that I, you know, would have shunned it. Um, I had no sense of that being a thing other than maybe it being something referred to that I, I just didn't even know what it meant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It would be like they were speaking a different language. Right. I think too, like it, my parents probably didn't love that I was playing it because of the, be like, like, sa- the Satan stuff. Sure. But I, I just was, I mean like, I think parents now should know, like we were j- literally just like eating some junk food and hanging out in the basement of somebody's house and yeah. like pretending yeah. for hours. Well, that's my question. And, um, and by the way, don't think that it is not on my very high, on my list of things to do to pull, for example, you and your wife and Gorley and Lund into one of these things I did recently, but I recently did a murder mystery dinner party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like the comes right out of a box, just like you do in the eighties when they first, I think, came out and were a thing. Yeah, um, they're horrendously sort of bigoted and racist. There's like a weird. <laughs> the one that we had was called Passion Pistols and Pasta or something, and all the characters are like Marco Roni. Did he kill his father, Pepperoni? Pepperoni. <laughs> so, oh so no! Of course, it was a handful of. Uh, uh, you know, kind of um, show busy types, uh, and we were so it was so ironic right. that we would sort of drop in and out of it and just have conversations and kind of you know, and then we'd be like, oh, we should be doing this. Yeah, we should you- be talking about who killed who. Is was it was Dungeons and Dragons like that with your friends where you guys would slip in and out of it, and some one second you'd be talking about some girl at school, and then the next second you would kind of dive back in, or was it just like we are here it was to play the game, straight up games? Okay, like I don't think. Most of the people in the room had not thought about girls <laughs> in the way that you are thinking that they might have thought about girls. Got it. Um, but your pictures, your, I mean, you had a headshot when you were... Oh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, my childhood is crazy. It yeah. It goes all over the place. So, yeah. what? Where? Okay. We're so, sort of at the end of it all, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, 
I grew up playing hockey. Like I was an oh, athlete. Wisconsin guys. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's a huge hockey fan, always has been, and so it's just what you do. Yeah. I mean... But you were good at it. No. Oh. <laughs> I was big. Like, I was probably six feet tall at 12. Like, oh I was gosh. always pretty big. I, I see I'd, now. You were so cute, and you were so tall. I bet the girls like me, who were tall very quickly, and were, sh- were taller than every single boy, probably right. looked at you and were like, why isn't he... Interesting. No, I certainly was interested you? in girls. You were, okay, you were not one of the kids who would not have been thinking about girls during the D and D game. I I think during the D and D, it was just like I kind of saw it as this like fading star of like oh. I'm not going to be with these guys. Like this is I think it was junior year of high school over the summer into senior yeah. year, and it was like I don't really have a lot of responsibilities, and this is just fun to do. Sure. Like these are my pals. Sure, and that was that like i think there was just a like this is just a thing we dudes do this feels like you need to contact richard linklater immediately and have him make a movie about this (laughs) precious summer between junior and senior year we would walk to a grocery store that was way too far to walk to (laughs) to get like you know jolt cola and mountain dew and hell yeah you gotta have your energy to play dnd i think i just said little debbie snap cakes Um, but yeah, I was playing hockey. I played hockey from like five to 14. And then I remember telling my dad, I don't want to play hockey anymore. Um, And just like all of the stomach cramps of nervousness to be like, I can't, I don't know how I'm going to tell him that I don't like the people. I loved hockey. I hated the guys. Oh, interesting. I loved the game and I just, the people were getting more and more unlike me Mm -hmm. and all of my friends were doing theater like they were all mm-hmm. like we're doing these shows and they're fun and i was like i like you guys yeah i'm not so sure about these guys yeah maybe i'll go where you guys are yeah so i remember when i told my dad i was so scared and then he in only a way that an adult could do this and immediately he was like oh you mean i don't have to drive six hours every weekend to some weird hockey rink sure and drive back or put you up in a hotel or pay for all the gear. Yeah. It's like, you're just going to walk down to that building where they do plays and then that's it. Like there's no, like the cost, both time and money. Uh I think my dad was just like, this is great. Oh, good. He really was like, that's too bad. I mean, if you don't want to play, you don't want to play. It's fine. And I think too, like growing up in it and around it, there were some really successful players and I just was never going to do it on a, level outside of like club hockey i was Mm -hmm. never gonna be on the i think i missed the high school team my sophomore year and just was like okay Mm -hmm. i'm not good enough like these guys are all really much better than me i could work every single day and not be as good they're just naturally better something or like or i don't want to do the work yeah whatever it was so it was like weird to put a decade of that away yeah the good and the bad of hockey was all like okay yeah, in some ways yeah. it kind of reminds me of like girlfriends of mine who were just super hardcore into ballet, which is a sort of, it, it, whether or not they were good at it, it was a, a commitment of skill and practice that I just didn't have, Yeah, you know, a little bit with guitar for me for a few years in there. But otherwise, I just, it seemed so foreign to me. It was this idea of like, wow, you're really, and then when they would quit, I think there was that same kind of existential moment of like, huh. Yeah, that's that doesn't do me any good really anymore because right. it's not even something I like anymore. Yeah, at least you know, like our family would. We got cable early, early, early on because ESPN had hockey games, 
And my dad was sort of like, we get to watch almost every night there was a hockey game on during the hockey season. And Whereas that, for me, again, Arizona, that hockey is not like even, a different planet. I have no... yeah. I have no understanding of it, really. I was shocked when I found out that L.A. had a hockey team. I was like, wait, really? Yeah. That's a thing all the way down 1967. here? 1967. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a little slow to catch up That's with the idea that you it's certainly like it's the redheaded stepchild of pro sports, I think. I mean, it's so fun. I love it, but I know the game pretty yeah. much inside and out. And also just now having so many Canadian friends, Canadians who live here and mm-hmm. stuff, who are just obsessed with it. And by the way, you probably would have been right at home playing hockey and doing theater in Canada because I feel like so many of my guy friends yeah. are like, oh, yeah, total theater nerd. Hmm? Oh, yeah, I was the best hockey player on my team. No, I we just, uh, uh, Matt Gorley and I do the Pistol Shrimps radio yeah, show, yeah. and there's a documentary and the filmmaker is Canadian, so we met a bunch of these Canadian guys. One of the, like the editor was just like talking to Matt and I. He said, "He said I would just spend all day working on the editing, logging audio, doing the stuff you need to do to make a documentary. Yeah, stuff that I don't understand. I've uh-huh. never made a documentary." <laughs> and then he's like, "But I would always grab something to eat at six and head to my ho- my hockey games." And I was like, "Oh, cool." He was like, "Yeah, I play every night. Like it's wow." It's a workout and it's fun and it's just a beer league the way people do softball. Yeah, and, yeah. And what else That's do impressive. people do? Golf? Sure. Every night. Every night at the end of the day. I don't like the competition of it golf. all, which is one of the reasons that I was like, I can't. I'm not that competitive. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I don't have it. So Did you get hurt? Was it was kids hockey as brutal as people talk about uh, professional um, hockey being? Well, there's no fighting. Like you, the second you fight in a youth hockey thing, you're probably not going to play anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's like when you're, I was like I said, I was big, and so there's like physical restrictions. Like there's no checking until you're 12 or mm-hmm. something like that. And once I could hit guys, that was good. Uh-huh. <laughs> and our coaches were like, "It's part of the game, you know." Like that's, that's so crazy. You are stopping people from trying to go around you. Yeah. Like, at, if you can knock them on their butt, you do it. Yeah. And I think a guy on our team broke his leg one year. Oh, it just, but it was just like a freak thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, you'd take a shot to the whatever to the, but you're wearing armor. Like that's the other part of hockey. Is I guess you that's really true. Are wearing pads and maybe more protected than some sports that also involve the sort of body checks that feel like they can spin wildly out of control very quickly. Like right. Once you invite aggression with adrenaline, yeah, it feels like oh, that could go wrong here. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 And I think one game, this guy, like we were just pestering each other and uh, he checked me, but his stick ended up in my hand. Uh-oh. And I remember being like, oh, that's, oh, I have your stick. And I just threw it over the boards. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, now you don't have a stick. Like that was my solution to him. And immediately the referee was like, um, you, that's a penalty. You can't interfere. You can't do that to somebody. Uh-huh. You're not allowed to do that. Like you were in a sword fight, and you, you can just sort yeah. Of it's like, throw. oh, I have your, I've disarmed you, sir. In D and D, I could uh, yes, I could have parried your attack. Yeah, <laughs> let's get back to what we're really here to talk about, which is Dragonlance and your headshot. Oh man, Dragonlance. Okay, listen, I get that that was the, so, the, so so Dragonlance. Dragonlance was concurrent with D and D, or you were reading Dragonlance all through high school? Um, I mean, probably like junior year, senior year. Just I was reading. I mean. It's so weird to think about it now where it's like there's so much media that you can just watch anything oh, yeah. on your phone, on your computer. But it's like our family had one TV. Yeah. I think oh, there, I oh, there was a TV. So books then. There was a TV in my parents' room, but it didn't. It got like two channels. So yeah. there was no – maybe something was on and you'd be like, can I watch the TV upstairs? And then I think 
probably in my teenage years, we got a TV in the basement. Talk about Wisconsin, like yeah. that finished basement. Yeah, sure you did. But we had, you know, we had video games and stuff, but my brothers would typically, it, it, well, I mean, there were two it, of them and they were at an age where they would want to watch the same thing. So right. And I was definitely out. the sort of odd man out with, mm-hmm. when it came to stuff and it would be like, fine, I'll just go up and do my own thing. Yeah. And I was playing dragons. guitar by then too. So I think a lot of times I would just lock myself in my room and play guitar and just have my own little world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it electric guitar? Or did you start with classical? Yes. Like a- I, I don't even remember. I think I borrowed this old like Sears and Roebuck guitar which i would love to have but yeah i think it was somebody from our church was like i have this old beater guitar so i had that and then i think my mom was a negotiator who was like if you can get straight a's we'll buy you a guitar and an amp and then i did that that's was a very good motivating yeah and absolutely I, I don't even i think i got like all a's except for one or something like that but she was just like close enough yeah so i got a, a white ibanez guitar mm-hmm. a little crate amplifier And yeah, I spent a lot of time. I took piano all through that hockey time too. It was like a yeah. You're very musical. I think my parents, my mom, my mom especially was very like, you are taking piano lessons. Did your parents were they musical people or did they like the idea of you being that way because they weren't? There, my mom sings in the church choir, and she can kind of play piano. Like though, I've never as I say that, it's like I'm not sure I've ever really seen her sit down and really play. Yeah, but I think she can sort of plunk out Mm -hmm. stuff and yeah i think they were just very keen on me learning piano but i never took to it Mm. i still like i would love to be able to play piano i am very like okay that's Mm -hmm. that's a g chord i can figure stuff out but i would never want to play in front of people yeah maybe if it was just like i for sure quit piano less like i had piano lessons early and then just completely gave up and then went sought after guitar of my own volition. Right. I'd, same with me. Yeah. So I just was begging for a guitar. My piano teacher's son was like probably three years older than me. And he had long hair and played guitar and mm-hmm. played in all these rock mm-hmm. bands. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, probably had terrible, terrible musical taste. <laughs> but he's really the guy that made me go like, I should look into this guitar thing. It seems better yeah. for me. It seems like I would like that more. Yeah. And I think well, my parents... just being able to be up in your room and yeah. not be downstairs like... The piano always away. bothered people. Yeah. It was right off the kitchen. Yeah. You know, my dad would be cooking and be like, okay, have you practiced <laughs> enough? Like, you know, yeah. so it was like, at least with a guitar, I can go up and turn the volume down and get into it. So. And did you have a sense of like, I mean, I'm definitely going to be able to serenade the ladies? Um... I guess so. I guess I never really thought of it that way. Because, um, you know, some people say, like, oh, I totally learned, you know, I wanted to be in a band because I wanted to get girls or I wanted to. I don't know. I don't know really what the motivation was other than, like, it just seemed You're allowed great. to also just, yeah, like and like and appreciate it. <laughs> I'm allowed. <laughs> I'm not, I don't mean to over-psychoanalyze. No, I, th- I do think it was, like, I just want to learn how to do this because there were people that I liked to be around that played music. Same yeah. with the theater. It was just, like, I like to be around these people, so I should learn how to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so that really was a factor with guitar, where it was like, I can play with bands and hang out. Sure. And, um, it was very motivating to me to, to have that like sort of social part of it, too, I guess. I think that makes sense. But I was never like an acoustic player. I just, I never, I think my parents, oh, I had an acoustic guitar, too, after like senior year of high school. I'm terrible with my memories. So Swiss cheesy. <laughs> I think you're doing just fine. I think you're doing 
just fine. But yeah, guitar was definitely like, I like this. How can I do more of this? Did, do you feel, and this is always a kind of a clunky question, but do you feel like in high school you were perceived as being part of a certain group? Or did you, do you think people would say like, oh yeah, he was with the cool kids or, oh, you know, he was kind of friends with everybody or. Um, I think in a way, like, uh, my senior year, someone who worked on the yearbook said that I got a vote for almost every single category and the like most academic class yeah. clown. Like I got votes all around. Hmm. So I, I was definitely a decent student. I, I liked school, but would very much like, was just like, how do I get through this? Right. Um, very, we didn't have a theater department in our school. We had a, just a choir teacher who would do like show choir. Mm-hmm. Is that what she called it? Swing. It was called Swing Choir. Swing Choir. Okay. But it's, when I say that, I mean show choir. Yeah. She just called it Swing Choir for some reason. But there was some, maybe more. you know, some Broadway tunes and a little soft step going uh-huh. on. Um, yeah. So, like so that, your friends who were off doing, so when you said that you had friends who were getting into theater who weren't playing hockey, what, where were they doing theater? We had a local, so we had two things. One was like a, a local, just theater regional theater i guess you'd say mm-hmm. it's called the phipps center for the arts okay every winter like february march they would do a play like about, children, children's theater <laughs> about water parks and this woman june erdman who is passed but she was like the cornerstone of that thing she would direct the shows and 70 kids would show up an audition and she would find 70 parts oh or double cast it okay. and make the run longer so that okay she could you know was it all? Was everybody. it all? So was it all kid productions? It wasn't like oh, I was doing community theater with you know we would do a Christmas Carol with adults and there no, was two roles. For that kids. did exist, but like that was like I'm not that good yet. Mm-hmm. Like let me just <laughs> be with. So my junior year we did Aladdin because it was coming off the Disney Aladdin, mm-hmm. but it was like a bastardized. <laughs> like Jafar was named Jamal. No. And I remember my friend Brian played the executioner named Chop Chop. <laughs> and there was a character named Ali Bubba. So these are, you know, you know you've got a high quality oh, yeah. production. Yeah. And, you know, everybody was like, is the genie going to be funny? And then June was like, no, actually, this girl is playing the genie. And the genie is just very wise. The genie's not like the genie from the movie. So she- The genie's not like arguably the best part of the movie yeah but i played the the villain oh yeah i was double cast and i played jamal (laughs) and uh it was just really fun you know and ridiculous i wish i had those pictures i don't have my mom has them but i was wearing this like glue on thick pointy beard you You bet you were just caked on makeup like who could have possibly thought it was a good idea Uh to be wearing the kinds of makeup that we were wearing (laughs) Just ridiculous. Oh, like that's great. We didn't look like people anymore. That's great. Um, yeah. And then the, my senior year, we did Peter Pan. Oh, that's fun. And I played Mr. Darling, but not Captain Hook, traditionally. Oh, sure, The dad sure. would play Hook. And that's right. Oh, because, because she, she needed to, to dole out these parts. So Were you... Would you have preferred to play Captain Hook? I don't think so. Oh, yeah? Okay. I, that was really fun to play Mr. Darling, because it was just like, you're there. And then I think I was recruited to make Fog. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it's just like... <laughs> Okay, if you're sitting around backstage, you can either sit and shut up uh-huh. or you can help. Yeah. So like a lot of times, like if you played a small part in act one and you weren't doing anything until the end, they'd go like, hey, can you go like this? Great. Sure. Here's a big, huge 
55 gallon barrel with a hose coming off of it. Yeah. Ooh, that would a be grown fun. up will put the dry ice in and you go like that. That's yeah. your job. And yeah. It's like, all right. See, I think that's cool. And I, and uh, I'm going to dissect this just enough to say, I think there are people who would be more concerned with having the most stage time possible mm-hmm. rather than, the sort of like, oh, and I get to do this other thing too that's behind the scenes that sort of is. I mean, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Well, so then June also ran this company with a very unfortunate name. Oh, no. Which got changed later. Uh-huh. Uh, it was called Schizos. <laughs> Named by kids. So, <laughs> but it was like, I, I, it's hilarious to say it, but it really was oh, like God. after school special theater. Yeah. It was like, Teen pregnancy and like, oh, like no. sketches about like so it was like not important ske- modeling sketches stuff. that hilarious teen pregnancy sketch. <laughs> oh, those schizos! You never know who they're gonna be. Then they train. They changed to the SOS players. <laughs> After I so I spent a lot of time oh. like summers and then during the school year I would get out of my school and drive six hours into the middle of Minnesota and do a show and with the SOSs. It was fun. Like I I look back at it now as the sort of like very well meaning. And like I as a seventeen year old, I'm having conversations with girls who are like, I saw the eating disorder sketch. I have an eating disorder I don't mean to, I'm and I need so help. Sorry to laugh. <laughs> it's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah. And the pro- the reason that I'm laughing is that when I think about a couple of things I did like that, mm-hmm. um, and I can't remember, I think it was more like <clears throat> someone came into the advanced drama class in high school and said, like, listen, we need your help, you guys. We need to put on, we're going to be doing this show. Would you guys mind doing this sketch about teen pregnancy or whatever? Right. Sketch. Uh, and I just remember being met with, like, jeers, like, ridicule. Like, yeah. my, my high school was definitely more of the, like, oh, this is absurd we're not going to be moved by this in any right. way like we can't take this seriously we this group was interesting because like we would do shows in the iron range in northern minnesota and you would not you'd hear a pin drop the whole mm. show they barely do anything and we de- like it was a really i'm realizing now it was such a good education for my future of performing because i just went it, there's no telling what people are going to do that's true and then you'd come like the teen pregnancy sketch was like the guy was like this cocky, like the ladies love me. And uh-huh. like they'd come out and brag and then the girl would come out and be like, we have to talk. And then like on a sitcom at other schools, it'd be like, Ooh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. so it just mattered like where, where you were would determine some of that stuff. Right. And like, yeah, of course the kids would, would be like, I don't care about this. Like this is dumb. But a lot of times like, you'd get past that initial thing. And the show was actually designed by June and some other people to reach out to kids because it was like, why do, would you want to hear a 42 year old guy Absolutely. come Absolutely. out and tell you about the dangers of doing drugs? Absolutely. And he, she had real stories. Like there was, there were kids in the group, uh, that, that had criminal records or like had gotten into trouble. Mm-hmm. And this was like, they were offered, I don't know if they had criminal records, but they had certainly, <laughs> they had certainly been in trouble. Cause I do remember there were some kids that were like, I don't even know where you're from yeah. and they're being driven in. Yeah. And it's like, this is like drama therapy. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, yeah. there was some for, a, I've, I'd look back on it very fondly and I could laugh about it a yeah. lot, but there were times where it was just like, this is heavy duty stuff. Sure. I'm talking to strangers about their major issues. And like, sure. like I was saying before, like this girl had an, I'll never forget this girl's like, I have an eating disorder. 
I need help. Like Ugh. I don't, I can't get around it. And, and I, is, I've never told anybody. That is, well, that's the thing is, and, and not, this is an enormous cliche, but honestly, if something like that only helps one person, it was worth it. I think, because I do think that's an age where so many of us are unreachable. We have, we're yep. at our most vulnerable yet. We also have the most like clumsy armor right. on and yeah. like you can be the most unwilling to look at one part of yourself and be so fearful of and yet also be a kid like I was who just scribbled in her journal nonstop. And yeah. like, it's so odd to sort of have that self-obsession and still manage to have these just walls up about certain things that, you know, like if, if anything pierces that, that's amazing. Yeah. You and know? And this show certainly did. <laughs> enough that after I graduated from college, I directed the group. You did. For like a year and a half. Yeah. Which was cool to see it from another side. Like I was traveling with the groups and like setting up the shows and being like, all right, guys. And then, you know, they do this Q&A afterwards. Like the show changed over the years, but um, there was definitely those heavy duty moments where it's like, oh, man, Somebody out here has been affected by this. Sure, and sure. Like, you'd also, too, like there was a drunk driving thing and you could tell like communities that had been touched by drunk driving mm-hmm. and communities that hadn't. I, that's funny. That's funny you would say that because I was, I was just thinking as you said that, that that was, I remember because we'd had some, a couple of people who were killed, that that was a, like where one thing would elicit giggles. Like maybe something about teen sex would just be too uncomfortable right. for kids to deal with. And yet dramatizing something to do with drunk driving people as maybe because we had had the, the mm-hmm. real experience like actually did yeah really take that super seriously and i think too the reason that it was effective is the kids wrote these mm-hmm. scripts and kids who had drug problems were like <clears throat> yeah i had a friend who did like this happened to my friend and i don't know how to feel about it like god now i'm talking about it. i was like it's still heavy duty like yeah. years later yeah well, but that was certainly like a huge deal for me to be performing in all kind of like i would play lead roles and stuff i'd play comedic roles there was just a lot of different parts that's what i was gonna ask too is if you kind of had your stuff that you gravitated towards for roles or if you really switched it up and if you got to kind of be i ironically very ironically i got to be the drug guy i did the drug sketch yeah why do i keep saying sketch i guess i don't know what else (laughs) to call it well yeah because i guess you would say scene vignette (laughs) yuck way worse but that was too like my exposure to improv we played tons of improv games and like that really got me yeah and that's where yeah that was certainly born yeah yeah so you did you started doing more kind of make ups when you were younger i guess like yeah my my friends and i from that group would drive into minneapolis and see improv shows and there's a lot I, of really great comedy up in that area the theater community's crazy yeah i i i guess like i look back on that time and think i don't know i didn't know how good i had it and i really blew it uh-huh. Like my musical taste, <laughs> no. like what my musical well, yeah, tastes are now. What was your musical taste then? You all you mentioned metal. was Ozzy. It was just like, straight up. Well, I w- I did I did like some hip hop too, mm-hmm. but it was like hip hop and metal. Mm-hmm. But I think it was very borrowed from everyone around me. Right when you would learn how to play songs. I mean, I don't know if you're composing at that point. But no, were you, I was were you learning to play. Like yeah, like I I did have a huge Stevie Ray Vaughan phase okay. of like, but it, his songs were just like. Uh, other songs I'd try to learn and be like, this doesn't make sense. And then I'd try to learn his stuff and I could play along to the records. And I was like, all right, yeah, like I'm maybe I can learn this whole record. Yeah. And I'm not saying like I was masterfully playing these uh-huh. songs, but it was like, <laughs> Oh, I can dig into this. Yeah. Um, 
Would you? Sorry, ignore Who do you that. think is I calling? Think it's up. Uh, I, this is, I, the, first of all, I feel like this just happened on a recent podcast. I 100% was positive I turned the ringer off. <laughs> like I was holding the phone when you showed up. To go. Having turned the ringer off. So I don't know why it's going on. Second of all, no one. Except for somehow somewhat now that it's the primaries oh, i get non-stop calls that are some serious robos but so i turned the and that's the other thing i did i turned the answering machine i was like answering machine off check ringer off check cut to 45 minutes into our podcast episode ringer very on very on screw them screw those robes <laughs> robes los robos los robos um, I can't believe how much time has passed i just freaked out when i saw that it had been 45 minutes oh uh, a couple of questions i want to ask number one so really, you do, even when you were learning to play guitar, you weren't like, oh, I'm playing the Beatles or I'm playing... Uh, I, I would get guitar magazines mm-hmm. and just go, what songs do I know? Yeah. Let me learn them. Yeah. And then a lot of just playing along with records. Mm-hmm. But the Beatles are... I love the Beatles, but that was not... It's weirdly not part of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I bought the Metallica and Justice for All book and was like, can I learn these songs? Sure, sure. And only later in life did I realize like, that's a very specific way of playing that instrument. Yeah. It wasn't until college that I really sort of started playing more strange stuff. And I'm very self-taught, so there's not a lot of theory to it. And I remember this guy, Joe, that was across the hall from me freshman year. He's one of the best guitar players I've ever met. And he had lessons and could play jazz. And he was turning me on to like jazz records that didn't have any guitar on them mm-hmm. and he'd be like you i play along to this record oh, that's cool and it was like oh okay yeah yeah and then of course like the dave matthews band was at its apex <laughs> sure. sure and we but it it that those songs were easy to sort of jam along to and so like jamming became yeah. a, a huge education yeah yeah because there was a lot of jamming in my college years joe would do a thing and i'd be like what's that and then i'd do a thing and He'd have that same reaction, and I would just be like, you're so much better than me. Why are you... But it just turns out we were both sort of like mining for new stuff. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you play with... Playing with people is fantastic because they can show you like, oh, this is a diminished chord, which you've probably seen Mm -hmm. on a chart or in a book or something like that. But this is how it works. Mm -hmm. I had a guy show me that once early on, and Mm -hmm. I was like... Oh, just these light bulb moments. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even had that because I don't, I can't. Th- I couldn't tell you what a diminished chord was. I bet you know what it is. You just yeah. don't know that it's called. It could that. be that. It yeah. could be that. Uh, did you ever serenade any girls? And if so, was it with Metallica? Oh boy, did I ever? I'm sure I did. I'm sure you had girlfriends in high school. Yes, I was the headshot from doing the headshot that, that I think the, I sent the you is probably from. It's from. Peter, no, it's from Aladdin. Okay. Because Peter Pan, I cut all my hair off. Got it. I had like a, oh, I did, I had like a Prince Valiant length haircut. Perfect. And then once the play was over, I just buzz cut. And that was that. And I never really had a different haircut until my mm-hmm. hair started falling out. And mm-hmm. then I started shaving it. Get rid of it. Now it's so great to not have to think about it. Oh, God, I'm sure. I'm just like, whoop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you look great. That headshot, though. Oh. It's great. I think we took those in the lobby of the theater. Like some local photographer was like, all right, actors, line up. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to get a shot. And I'm giving you some blue steel. Oh, big time. Serious biz. Big time. You were big timing me. You were big timing me with that look. That's all I know how to like, do. Hey, guess what? I'm young <laughs> and I'm an actor. And I'm serenading the ladies with my guitar. Serenading the ladies with my guitar. I think 
you've brought that up now a couple times here. I think for me, it was more like it was a residual effect of it. Okay. I never saw it out. To oh like, yeah, I'm not God, saying that, but only... that was my way because we were talking so much about guitar. That sort of allowed me to shoehorn back in this idea of like how successful you are with the ladies because this, we really run the gamut with yeah. guests on the podcast. I... Like people I would think would have been like hot shit in high school are like, oh no no no, and vice versa. You know. So well. Um, my wife has pointed out to me that I am I gravitate towards difficult people, hmm. and I surround myself. Now, I mean, I, no, difficult people might not be the greatest way to describe it, but like headstrong people, and I like opinionated people, and I I I guess difficult people is a way to say it. Yeah, a lot of my best friends over the years have been people that have been very challenging and interesting people. Mm-hmm. But I like that. I, yeah. It drives other people crazy. <laughs> but I enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, I had a girlfriend all through high school until another girl was like, you shouldn't be with her. You should be with me. <laughs> and Isn't I kind of went, easy? I kind of went, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so then I dated that girl for a while and then we broke up and then I met another girl and... We dated and then... But yeah, to have a girlfriend continuously through most of high school, that's... I think the huge error was like my freshman year of college. I skipped kindergarten, so I was young. I was a minor when I got to the University of Wisconsin. Me too. I graduated at 17. Okay, yeah. So you... I was 17 all through my freshman year until the very end. Not the very end. Where did you go to school? I went to NAU in Flagstaff, which is a tiny little like hippie school. And then I went to SF State in San Francisco. Did you ever sing at Black Bart's? No, no. Do you know of Black Bart's? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I sang it like Hotel uh, New Hampshire. That's just a John Irving book. Um, <laughs> no, what is the hotel that's up there? It's like a, it's like um, a hotel, not Montezuma. Might have been actually Montezuma. Oh, maybe. Anyway, yeah. There's like a, and then there, and then just like just coffee shops. Just I was like cover like playing Sarah McLachlan covers. Oh yeah, shops. that's the stuff. Yeah, and My, then and then when I got to San Francisco, I was like, screw that stuff, and okay. I was in like a real band where I thought like I'm Chrissy Hine for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, my family went to the Grand Canyon. Not too long ago, a couple of years ago, and we stopped in Flagstaff before, like, we went Great from town. Phoenix to Flagstaff, and there was a steakhouse. I remember my mom being like, "We'll just go to Applebee's or whatever," and yeah. I was like, "No." You're like, "Hold up, Let's... I think there's a place where musical theater majors might have roles as waiters slash performers." Yes, and I will never forget my grandmother's husband. She remarried after my grandfather died. Perry's just like he would drink Manhattans and like nice, the nicest guy. But I remember just. He wanted another drink. He wanted another Manhattan. And our waitress had just gotten up on stage to uh-huh. do like a full Sondheim medley. Uh-huh. And like every song that she would do, she was really good. But like every single time another song would start, he'd just go like, oh. he'd <laughs> getting more and more exhausted by our waitress not yeah. being there to get him another drink. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I never did that. I was not I was not in the musical theater world in that way, but tons of my friends were. I really liked that place. I, I recommend you know it. What? I'm trying to think if I've actually ever been there. It's possible that I didn't go because when I lived up there, I would have been like, well, it's going to be too weird because I'm going to see, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, they won't be able to concentrate because so I'll just be like <laughs> snickering or whatever. I really liked it because it felt so unique. Like, no, where else would this happen? <laughs> I guess other places could have it yeah. conceivably, but it just seemed like such a strange, like, yeah, yeah if you're in the musical theater program, you wait tables uh-huh. at the steakhouse yeah. and then you sing 
songs. And it was great for them to have this sort of feeder thing that they were like, well, listen, you know, I don't have to work because I can always get a job at Black Parts or whatever. Right. And, you know, it was definitely not. That is kind of lovely to have this sort of community organization that's like, if you're a singer, come to us. We will. Yeah. Uh, you know. I didn't fully understand the mechanics of it all and the and the sort of like, uh, did the owner have an affiliation with the school? I don't think so. Did, how would uh, I think it was one of those symbiotic relationships uh, where two organisms just benefit from one another? Neither is a parasite, you understand. Right. They're just living side by side, benefiting <laughs> from one another, like those little fish who eat off of the large fish. Are those lampreys? Oh, possibly. Maybe not. Don't quote me on it. <laughs> I won't. No, what I was going to say, when I, I got won't. to college, I was 17, and it was total culture shock for me because I just was so young. Yeah. And I didn't drink, and I didn't. Like I didn't do drugs, and every- what you knew about that stuff was mostly what could go horribly wrong. Correct, as taught by the SOSs. Yes, yeah. Uh, and so I, but I did have a girlfriend back home mm-hmm. my freshman oh, that's year. The worst. What a stupid thing! <laughs> if you take anything, if I can reach one person on yeah. your podcast, yeah. it is to say, I know it's going to hurt for a little bit because it's it's yeah, about it's that tough. time, right? It's, yeah, it's about that time tough. for you to start thinking about that if you're a senior in high school and you're about to go away to college. Yeah. I know you love him or her, mm-hmm. but you got to go in. <laughs> you got to go in a free agent. You just yeah. have to. You yeah. have to. I know, I agree. It was the worst. <laughs> I agree. Uh I say I agree like I had that and I definitely didn't have that, but Everyone I knew who did went through just, it was just awful. Oh. Um, okay, I got to get into this MASH game. I'm very excited about it. All right, it. let's do it. Uh, let's go ahead and do the do-over. Let's say you get to do three, give me a list, uh, uh, three things that um, if you could go back and do something differently, uh, you would. Three, what are they? Freshman year of college. No doubt about it. Okay. Um, it could be even totally small, too. It could be like... I mean, this is on the tip of my tongue because I ate too much popcorn last week. You know, it could be totally minor or it could be major. Um, I wish I would I would marry my wife sooner. Oh, what a great answer. I said it on the night we got married to a whole crowd of people and I meant it. Yeah, that's lovely. And then I think third. I had a very weird turning point thing happen to me when I was in high school. I wish I would have told my guidance counselor he was full of shit. Great. Like, I like where my life is now, yeah. and I'm very happy with the choices I've made, yeah. but I wanted to build guitars mm-hmm. when I was a junior in high school, mm-hmm. and there was a program for it, and mm. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And my guidance counselor went, no, you're not. Mm. Your grades are great. Right. Why would you go to a trade school? You right. can do whatever you want. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. And I wish there is still a part of me all I these years it. later that wishes I would have went like... What did I just say to you, yeah, sir? Yeah. I want to do a thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Because even if you had gone there and then decided that's not what you wanted, at least it would have been your choice instead of feeling like someone else was like, I know what's best for you. That happened all the time throughout my high school yeah. and, and even younger. Like all these times would happen where I would go to an adult for like, I don't know. I know we're running long. I went to this summer camp thing and I took creative writing uh-huh. because I thought that meant font design. <laughs> I wanted to design fonts. Oh, I loved logos yeah. and drawing and all of that. And we did a, f- spont- a spontaneous stream of consciousness mm-hmm. writing exercise down by the river. And I made little bubble letters of just words like river and bubble and tried yeah. to make them like look like they were flowing yeah. off the page. And when we got back to the classroom, everybody like, started redid their poetry. 
and I was so crushed. And I remember talking to the teacher afterwards and being like, I thought we were doing like letter design or I didn't even know what it was called. And I remember the teacher going like, we don't need to do that. We have letters. Like they were like, we know what letters look like. And now as an adult, I'm like, Typography is a huge industry. Oh, yeah. People build fonts all the time Absolutely. for all kinds of stuff. I would you were have loved... Ahead of your, you were ahead of your time, oh. and you were surrounded by, yeah, people who were like, no, these are the rules that we're playing by. Super well-meaning adults who probably just didn't have the resources to go, oh, that's called typography. Let's get you into right. it. I think their response was like, I don't know what that is. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> write a poem, write a poem, write a poem, write a poem. Oh. Amazing. Okay, uh, next one is... Um, Let's see. You can, well, listen. Let's just do uh, three alternate universe careers. Everything is going along swing, swimmingly here. Uh, in these alternate universes, you have these other uh, career options. Um, I would NHL player. Great professional hockey players on the list. Love it. Um, the house pedal steel guitar player for the Grand Old Opry. Wonderful. I really should have found a way to make that a shorter answer. This is a small line. <clears throat> okay, well, hopefully I'll remember what that means. Um, some sort of like uh, like a ballpark announcer. Okay, all right. Like the guy who tells you who's coming up to bat. Yeah. Or just, you know. Yeah. Tuesday night, back here at the stadium, mm-hmm. it's free hat night. <laughs> I'd like to be that guy. Now, uh, you may be thinking that means you uh, get a free hat. No, it means we are freeing a series of hats <laughs> that are you in know, if you, But if I, if, if I was like the official voice of the Texas Rangers. Oh, sure. Like that'd be... No, I, that's great. I don't know how right. you just came up with that, but I love it. Uh, okay, next one is... Um, uh, I'm going to get this out of the way. Uh, this is a MASH game, mansion, apartment, shack house. It is a childhood game Mm -hmm. it involves uh, an alternate universe either uh sexy times with uh, someone or uh alternate universe uh, wife slash companion now it can be a a fictional character from Mm -hmm. Dragonlance. uh it can be somebody it can be like you know uh, mia farrow circa rosemary's baby yep um three okay um shirley jones from the music man Oh, great. The sad and wiser girl for me. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. She Did you know she was pregnant when she was filming no, that? No, I didn't. I watched that. I'd seen it as a kid and I just didn't think about it much. And then I saw it again recently and was like, she's got it going on in this movie. Like she plays everything perfectly. Like she's oh, yeah. so good in oh, it. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, there's a glow about her. I think I said that to someone and yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, she was four months That's pregnant so when she was cool. filming that. That's really interesting. I had no idea. I'm going to have to rewatch it now. Um, I'll tell you who else had a glow. Robert Preston, because he's a glowing, wonderful performer of a man. He's so good in God, that. he's so good. And Victor Victoria. Please tell me you've seen Victor Victoria. I don't think I have. Oh, Mark. I know. I have work to do. I have you huge really pop do. culture gaps. We were watching hockey every that, night. That's not really pop culture. I mean, that's like, that's a, ju- that's a rando Julie Andrews but it is, you know, it's she wants to be uh, a famous singer in, I don't know, the 1920s. Yeah, 1920s Paris. Mm-hmm. And she can't, she has a beautiful voice, but she can't get a job as a regular female singer. So she 
hooks up with Robert Preston, who's this amazing, wonderful sort of like toast of Paris gay character. Okay. And I think his name's Ted Toddy. His name's Toddy. And he turns her into a crossdresser. Man. So she's so it's a man. So it's a woman portraying a man portraying a woman. So she is no one knows her secret. But so he's brought her in as like, oh, this is Count. What's his name? He's an amazing female impersonator. And so when she looks like a man ish and then they put her in right. women's attire and then she sings everyone's like she's amazing it's so brilliant it's a great 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 movie and, and it's i'm sure like that is a that is a premise for a film that can only exist in a time a time long ago yeah like yeah. they're not making that movie yeah with jonah hill yeah no they're not right they're not, like they're not making they're not and oh like and, emma stone is yeah. not doing a remake I mean, of yeah. this yeah i know probably absolutely who it'd not. Be, right absolutely not yeah, who would have known? You know, it would probably be I don't like, know. I've never seen it. It would be like Anne Hathaway or someone. You'd yeah. be like, hmm. That'd be your go-to. Um, James Garner plays the love interest. Where oh, He's yeah. like, wait, I have feelings for this man. man. And I'm like a super macho guy. Wait, this is like 60s? It might be like early 80s, to be honest with you. Oh. But yeah. even still, like that's not. Stuff. I mean, I don't know when it was written. That that's might, not it stuff might people were older. dealing with. I think it was pretty. Time. I remember being like, wow, this is really... Like, is everything We're like this? We're talking about gay stuff. Yeah. Look yeah. at this. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It was ahead of, ahead time. of time. Gotta yeah. see it. Uh, Shirley Jones. Is that the only one I have? That's the only one you listed. I apologize. I really derailed oh, this train. Oh, man. That's all right. Um, Angela Bassett from What's Love Got to Do With It. Perfect. Just because she just looks so fine. Oh, indeed. In a way that's indeed. like, you might be an alien lady, and mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know how you did what you did. Agreed. But do it. Agreed. And then um, let's go with the Valkyrie from Gauntlet, the video game. Okay. okay. Probably Blue Valkyrie. Blue Valkyrie. Because her needs are simple. Okay. Blue Valkyrie needs food badly. Okay. It's pretty much... <laughs> she's going to kill... What kind of food does she eat? She eats a plate of food that has a drumstick on it and then just some other... Goo? St- 8-bit goo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you ever played Gauntlet? No. Oh, yeah. You oh, just It's great. a game where you run around a maze and kill skeletons and that goblins and stuff I like, like that. And you have a and wizard. Like you have a wizard, an elf, a warrior, and a Valkyrie. I like it. And the Valkyrie's the only girl. Okay. And she's, you know, Unfair. she's got a sword and a brass bra and she's running around. Mm-hmm. But as you play the game, your life meter is ticking down always until yeah. you find these little plates of food. <laughs> okay. And you just grab them. Everybody's but at, gotta eat. It's good at a certain point, the voice of God says... You know, Yellow Wizard is about to die. Uh-huh. <laughs> Blue Valkyrie needs food badly. Okay. Uh, you me... shot a food. <laughs> Wait. Thanks, sir. Bad. I know what I did. Uh, I'm playing the game. Uh, this is a perennial favorite that feels like it's a natural um, segue. Uh, three foods that in this life are not great for you, but in uh, this alternate universe are actually almost like vitamins, like something that's bad for you. You can't should have all be the time. eating this. In this world, snap of the fingers, it appears, and you can have it in perpetuity with no harm to yourself. It could be as simple as a slice of pizza, mm-hmm. or it could be as specific as like, oh, this cookie my grandma used to make. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right. Um a delicious Reuben sandwich. Great. For a while, I was on the quest. I would get a Reuben anywhere that had mm-hmm, one just mm-hmm. to see. I've had some good Reuben. I've, I've had some bad ones, too. Um, a pizza of some kind. Mm-hmm. I just love pizza. It's perfect food. And then uh, this is very specific. 
the best meal I've ever had is shrimp and grits at Husk oh, in South Carolina. That sounds great. I would normally never get that. Yeah. And it was just when in Rome. Mm-hmm. It was so good. That mm-hmm. restaurant is unbelievable. Husk. Okay. Great. H- H-U-S-K. Husk. Okay. I think there's one in Nashville too. That's where corn comes from. <sighs> out of. Uh, fantastic. Okay. Next category is three bands that uh, you wish that you could guest uh, be a guest musician with. Oh, Living Easy. or dead, old, new, whatever. So this is just based on the vibe. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the yeah. music. Yeah. But I watched that Eagles documentary. Mm-hmm. There would be no more fun band to be in than Great. that band. Great. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't particularly like the Eagles. I don't yeah. not like them. Yeah. I felt like that about about certain band documentaries where I've been like, God, I love them now. Janet, are you listening to their music? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, I don't listen to their music. Yeah. I don't know why I'm not more into the Eagles. There's so much of it that has like country elements, but it's still in the rock world. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Because it's like splitting. Mm-hmm. It's not rock enough. It's not country enough. I think you might have just hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. But I still think they were certainly super popular. That documentary is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like 1974 mm-hmm. Eagles. Is that right? Somewhere in there. The mm-hmm. 70s. The Eagles. Come okay, on. Great. Um. God, that's a hard. Now it's hard. I said it was easy, and it's yeah. really not easy. Um, I think it'd be fun to be in like a hip hop band. Sure, but I who would that be? I'm really taking my time. That's all right. Um, it's a process. I I would like to be in Kanye's band. Great, 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 great. Because that just again. It's like the music would be would be primary, but the the secondary would be right there with oh, you yeah. with all of the oh, shit that's going hells, on. Yeah. Um and then I'd probably would I'd have to be in Elvis Costello's band. Oh great. Yeah. What a great uh vibrant uh variety you've put. God, now I feel bad about the Eagles. No. I think you're dead on. That's like that you want to be in that world. I guess like the runner up that didn't make the list is some like just like shit kicking roadhouse country band that that just would be really fun. Like a bar, like a good, like, do you know Graham Parsons at all? Yeah, 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 yeah. I read his biography and when, back in the days when he was like playing in these like blue collar LA country clubs, just like for fun. Yeah. And it's like, you might get murdered, sir. Oh yeah. That seems cool. Which by the way, just blue collar country club in LA feels like. How can that be? Yeah. How niche. Yeah. That's great. Um, well, if you feel like you need to flip any of those out, I get it. But No, nah, let's you, leave You them. really knew that you, you, don't, you I don't think you need to back off the Eagles. <laughs> uh, now, when I just said, oh, that's like a world you want to pop into, it reminded me of another one of my favorite categories. Three films that you can jump into and just live in uh, as if it's just like a world. It's not, you're not doing, it's not the movie. It's not the plot. It's not, you're one of the characters. You're just in there with all those people. Living that life in some way. Okay. Number one, I would live as me right now. I would be on the big cruise ship in Wally because I would be the most in shape person around. <laughs> Everybody would be like, who's that guy? Yeah. Look at him. Is that Adonis? And I'd be like, I'll have another Reuben sandwich, please. <laughs> but I'm only going to eat half. So that's one. Great. Um... God, you really got me. A mo- 
I don't want to live in a lot of the movies I like. I get you. Like, I love the Star Wars movies, but I don't want to live in those worlds. Could be I dangerous. Think, right? No harm will come to you in this in this version. Oh, so it's all good? Yeah, it could be your... It, yeah, you could just be like, listen, I want to hang out with the Ewoks. I don't really... I'm not, I'm not going to live... You know, that's this one specific. Mm. I know you're not going to pick the Ewoks. I, as a girl, would pick the Ewoks. I actually really like Return of the Jedi. It's probably... Yeah, me too. God help It came me. out at the right age it, for me, that's too. That's all where, it was yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Empire's fantastic. Yeah. And then I remember... I only went to like 10 movies before I was 16 years old. Yeah. We watched public television and hockey. We Ugh. didn't watch... Like, I've never seen a lot of TV from that era because we just didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, let's then go with... If no harm is coming to me... No harm. I want to live in like a crazy... Like, I want to live in Nagataki, Nag- Naga, oh, Nakatomi Plaza. Oh, yeah. Let's get Die Hard in here. Like, I, do I get to have fun in yeah. there? Yeah. 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 All right. You get to, like, pop in. You can just, like, pop in and, like, watch uh, John get his feet cut up and be like, buddy. <laughs> oh, you're really handling this well. I would just be down in the limo listening to tapes. There you go. There yeah. you go. And then at the last Love minute, it. oh, do you need a little help? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I'm just blanking all no, the I way know, out. I know. It, listen, just think of it as an improv. We're just doing improv. Yeah. Then I I would just be in Shawshank prison. Oh, great. <laughs> God, it's so good, though. Again, it's like, well, I'm not, no harm's coming to me. Yeah, I know. This, I would, I would, there's, there's a lot of characters in there. It'd be really fun to hang around. As I'm saying it, if I'm realizing leave, what a bad pick it is. <laughs> no, everyone loves Shawshank. I can stay or leave? In the movie. Like, I would go in there just to visit Brooks and that bird yeah, while I still could. Right. Maybe I'd go in there and make sure he didn't hurt himself. Maybe I'd take him out of that. Maybe I'd be like, you know what, buddy? The rest of your life's on me. Come live in my... <laughs> come jump over into this other movie with me. Yeah. You don't have to and bag we'll groceries. And out in Cocoon, for example. <laughs> and then you're just in a community of wonderful old people yeah. who are all adjusting to their new eternal alien lives. They need friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bring the bird. Yes. I think it's great. Uh, okay, second to last category is three modes of transportation that can be as absurd or as uh, down to earth as you want, but you're not just getting in a car and driving when you go someplace. Teleportation. Amazing. Capsule. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's speaking capsule. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you're teleporting, you probably don't even have time to get into a capsule. Yeah, that's probably... Wait. Oh, well, I guess you're saying it's like it's fly? The, it's the means to tra- teleportation. Okay, like you so it's go not in. just like you don't snap your fingers. You have to still go to... No, I like I got to carry this dumb capsule around. <laughs> is that a hat box? No. No, this is my teleportation <laughs> capsule. I, I got a discount. <laughs> it really... Very economical. <laughs> Just it's a pain in the ass to carry uh, it around. Well, um, probably like a uh, um, like a warbird. <laughs> what does that mean? Like a just some like weird bird creature with uh-huh. a saddle on it. <laughs> sure. Like a retired warbird. <laughs> okay. Like the bird is not. It was designed to carry warriors into battle. Yeah. Much in the way that like a German shepherd will be retired from the police force. Sure. Like, you know, you're giving a greyhound a nice home after it's... Yeah. With with its PTSD. So I would have just like a friendly... More bird. Bird who's seen some shit, but he's he's all right. It's great. He needs a second... He needs a second career. That's right. Yeah. And then... um, 
I just want to get places fast. Understood. Like a like jumper shoes. <laughs> I love it. So like I just put them on. I, that's really the same as teleport. I've just improved no, it's teleportation. Great. It's great. No, I disagree because with teleportation, you are there in a split second with your jumper shoes. I'm Wait. jumping. Yeah. But it's jumping. like if I want to go to New York. But you're like, boing. Yeah. But you still have the experience of being like, like you see from high above <sighs> in a split second. It's going to take me a really long time to get places, though. <laughs> no, it's a quick. <laughs> Floating it's in real time. <laughs> <laughs> My skin is melting off from how fast I'm going. I have not thought a lot of these through. You are keeping those jumper shoes, and God help me if you don't get them when I do this process of elimination. I'm going to be so disappointed. Although I will be happy if you get the Warbird or the Capsule, if I'm really honest. Uh, okay, final category is three. Okay, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is really pushing the limits of your improv skills, so I apologize in do advance. It. Three groups that you form that are informing the public about something, a la the SOSs, but it can be like a really trivial thing. Um, but three groups, three groups that like you would take out and be like, hey, everybody, where are the blah, blah, blahs? We're going to teach you about such and such. Got Maybe it. Like lessons you're teaching or something. Okay. The first one would be um, over the top toilet paper roll group. I don't have a good name for them, but they're just going to tell tell you and show you that over the top is the way to go. Okay. Great. Um, I would also have... A, well, why over the top? Do you mean just like very cushiony and expensive? No, I mean over the, top. the paper comes from over the oh, top, not God. under the bottom. Yes, yes. So important. I so just feel important. like it makes the most sense. Yeah. And I would try to show the world. Through... Though it, ultimately, it does not matter to me. <laughs> I do think in places that I live, that's yeah. how I am going to do it because great. it does make sense. It's great. So you might get an exception if you own a cat because apparently cats will pull on. Uh, Though I've owned cats gonna out, and they don't gonna get do, at it either way. It's not like you get screeches to a halt. It's a bad, it's a bad rationale for yeah. <laughs> I have to do it the other way. You care too much about your cat. Um. I would try to get people to be more open-minded about music that they don't think they like. Okay. All right. Ugh. My, what I wrote down for myself is far worse than anything you could come up with. <laughs> I wrote, <laughs> I wrote <laughs> music mind openers. That's what we'd be called. Music mind openers. And then uh, the final group would be a group that uh, rescues and rehabilitates otters. Oh, from what? That is a real thing. That's my favorite animal. I love animals. Oh, I love them too. We probably have to talk otters later on. But yeah, that helps. Like otter help. Yeah, otter help. Otter helpers. Yeah. We otter help them. (laughs) Nope. Oh, yeah. Forget I said oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, okay. This is the last portion before I determine your uh, 100% guaranteed fictional mash future. Okay. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. Listen, let's get it done. I'm going to pause this, <laughs> do some eliminating. When we come back, I will reveal all the answers. I want to reassure the listener it will seem to you as if no time has passed. 
Well, I forgot that the mansion apartment shack house, of course, is the built-in uh, oh. series of categories for MASH. And I didn't ask you for a place where you would have a vacation home. And I think that where that puts us is that you, wherever your movie is that you can jump into is maybe also where your vacation mansion apartment shack or house is. Maybe I'm a weird transient dude getting around on a pair of jumper shoes. I mean, first of all, you're not. Okay, great. You went ahead and purchased that teleportation capsule you had your eye on. <laughs> Those late night uh, eBay binges. <laughs> if it gets the job done, I think that's super impressive. And that actually makes sense because I don't know how else you're going to as effectively get in and out of your apartment at Josh Hank Prison. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have a slew of people. Like if you had the Warbird, you'd have like so many hangers on. Of I didn't even think of that. Prisoners who were, would be just jumping on like, save me too. Yeah, yeah. This way, you just pop into your capsule and get out of there. I probably have to build like a very realistic dummy of myself. Yeah. If I'm oh, in yeah. a cell to just oh, be like, oh, I'm yeah. still in here. Yeah. Well, it's an apartment, so I'm not oh, sure. Oh, I have an apartment in... Mm-hmm, in the prison. So you're loathed by all the prisoners. Maybe it's a beautiful like, apartment. You know how like LA has the toy factory lofts yeah. and the biscuit factory lofts? Yeah, you got a little loft maybe above there's the prison. Like a, but maybe like Shawshank now is like a reclaimed... This I like. ...building that they've... There's just a bunch I of people like. doing like artisanal it's carpentry in there. Space. It's a beautiful space. It's a perfect space. I for do my you. photos. Well, I know that that's where the o- over-the-top paper roll group that you found <laughs> rehearses. So we do need a large rehearsal space. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you're going to be able to touch a lot of people's hearts with that. So, well done, you. Um, I also really enjoyed your work in the Eagles. I know that uh, oh, your boy. time traveling ability to be a part of the Eagles in the '70s is much probably brings you a lot of joy. Um, and, and that probably, uh, relates somehow to your having a little bit more of a, the guitar having even more of a role in your life because not only did you tell off that counselor. Oh, really? Yeah. You're like, you know what? Maybe I'll go build guitars. Yeah. But you also are, uh, the house pedal guitarist at the Grand Old Opry. Oh my goodness. In addition to being, uh, to playing with, with the Eagles. I almost said the Beagles. (laughs) Hey, hey, we're the Beagles. (laughs) People say we beagle around. You're really actually getting me pretty interested in that. Um, I'm very sad that you didn't get the auto rehabilitation, so we'll have to do that in real life. (laughs) And then um, uh, I want you to feel very free to enjoy as many Rubens as you can get your hands on. I'm happy about that one. Infinite with your alternate universe companion, Shirley Jones. Music Man era. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that means that that's not your baby, but you're just with a pregnant woman, but. Oh. <laughs> Good night, my someone. <laughs> my someones. <laughs> <laughs> Mark McGonville, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Jenna Barney, thank you I very much. Handling Paul F. Tompkins, I think, when I said that. Um, Easy to do. How much fun uh, do we have on that show? And anytime we do something together, you are a joy to behold. Thank you. Uh, tell people where they can uh, find you. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Mark McConville. Mark McConville, guys. Matt Gorley and I do Pistol Shrimps Radio. Correct. That's probably the most current thing I'm in the and middle hilarious of. Hilarious and a blast. Yeah. Documentary. And the documentary will be on regular CISO. commentary. CISO's wonderful. So you can watch it on your little app uh, um, viewing device. That's right. Your app capsule. Your app capsule. To be, Everybody's oh. got one. 
Well, <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for enjoying Boys of Summer. There's just one more piece of business that we have to take care of to mark the very end of this podcast episode, which is I need to put you on the spot. And apropos of the Eagles, even though this was post his Eagles career, I need to ask you to sing whatever snippet of Don Henley's Boys of Summer comes into your mind. It's probably right going to be out on the road today. I saw deadheads stick around a Cadillac. Little yeah. voice inside my head said, don't look back. You can never look back. Thought I knew what love was. What did I know? Those days are gone forever. I should just let them go. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.